We've got an exciting weekend of Warriors basketball, Dub Nation. I'm here to preview that, talk about Stephen Curry's updated MVP odds, talk about why the refs are not giving him a break. The man's the greatest player in the NBA. There is so much to cover on Locked On Warriors. <laughs> Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome Dub Nation. I'm Cyrus Sotsis, today's host for Locked On Warriors, uh, Dieter Kurtenbach. Actually, I don't know who's going to be hosting next week. We haven't figured our schedule out. But again, some days it's going to be Dieter Kurtenbach and I. Some days it'll be him solo. Some days it's going to be me solo. Today it is me. You're stuck with me. I hope that's okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. And you can follow this program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And this episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. And when we go to our first uh, break, or uh, when, when I do, when it comes time for that full commercial of Truebill, that's one of those, those sponsors that you actually don't mind doing a whole read on because that's a service that's a tremendous help, right? How many of you are paying like monthly fees and services for things that you've just have completely forgot you subscribe to, for example. So that is definitely a, a very valuable resource. Anyways, we're not here to talk just about our sponsors. We're here to talk about Warriors. Um, and as always, it's an absolute, absolute pleasure to have um, each of you listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for checking the show out. Um, first things first, uh, NBA, or I'm sorry, ESPN releases a straw poll uh, uh, regularly, uh, basically just surveying fellow members within the organization and other other individuals they deem as experts um could be former players could be reporters uh and this straw poll and i'm actually going to check out a new feature here if you're watching this on um on youtube and obviously i'll, I'll talk about the list verbally for the, those listening on the podcast but if you're watching this on youtube i'm going to try a new feature which is sharing my screen so you can actually uh check out what i'm looking at um, so hopefully this works. So first of all, this is the ESPN NBA MVP straw poll results. And what the results show is that Stephen Curry right now is the overwhelming favorite to win his third MVP award. That's a big deal. Kevin Durant is a distant second. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is third, followed by Nikola Jokic and Chris Paul rounding out your top five. Stephen Curry has 94 first place votes. Kevin Durant is second with two second first place votes. And then Giannis has three first place votes. But Kevin Durant has a lot more second place votes, which is why he is second in the overall list. And justifiably so. I mean, Stephen Curry has captivated the world this year with what he's doing. The Warriors are off to this 21 and four start. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Curry's numbers are on par with his MVP seasons. The, the scoring is not quite there right now. I think that will increase as we go into later months. But one thing I want to dive into, which is very concerning, and it, and and this last game the Warriors played against the Trailblazers raised significant awareness to that. And that is the lack of love that NBA officials are showing Steph. This is a player who, again, is on par to win his third MVP award. 
Now, on a side note, chances are Steph cares much more about winning that first NBA Finals MVP. And hopefully that's a discussion we'll have later on when the Warriors start actually creeping toward the NBA Finals. But right now, Stephen Curry is getting grabbed, clawed, hit, having players enter a space routinely, uh, just blatant physical contact routinely on him. And the refs just aren't calling the fouls that should be called. And I'm going to share on my screen. Obviously, I'll just, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. And if, uh, if you're, you're listening to this, I'll obviously describe in detail everything that's going on here. But the recent box score from the Warriors-Trailblazers game, a game where the Blazers are missing the vast majority of their most important players, revealed something very disturbing to me, which was Stephen Curry's free throw attempts. You know how many free throw attempts Stephen Curry had in the Trailblazers game? Zero! None. Right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm showing you the stat sheet. If you're listening at home, on the stat sheet that the Golden State Warriors PR department led by the greatness that is Raymond Ritter. The number one PR individual, PR practitioner, when it comes to sports and probably when it comes to anything in the world. You ask any media member, you ask any athlete in any sport, who the number one PR practitioner is, and it's always going to be the same answer. That's Raymond Ritter. I love him. I've been working in sports media over 20 years. Raymond's always been nothing but the consummate professional with me, and I, I call him a friend. He, 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 uh, when I was teaching at St. Mary's College, he, uh, he came there when I was a guest speaker for my students. They loved it. He's just an all-around great individual, class act. And the reason why I bring his name up is because he's the vice president of communications for the Warriors. That's his official title now. And until recently, if you wanted to look at these box scores, I love these. I, this is the old school part of me is seeing these really old school box scores that have the the data that to me is is the most important. Right. I mean, people love bringing up all these offensive, defensive efficiency numbers, and some of those have a, a significant amount of validity to it. But. Give me an old school bo a box sheet all day, any day. And until recently, the PR departments would only make these available if you were at the game in the press box. Now, Warriors PR is tweeting this. So, Dub Nation, you have access to this. It's great content. But again, what sticks out here is that Stephen Curry had zero free throw attempts. There was a clip online that uh, I, I think we retweeted it both on my account. again on Twitter. You can follow me at Dog Surf Roadshow. And in case you're wondering why I have that unusual Twitter account and, and the long Twitter handle, I love dogs. I love surfing. That and basketball are my two sports. Uh, and I love traveling. I love hitting the road. My dog and I have uh, together been to 32 states in the country. I visited 34 total. He can come with me to New York or Hawaii. Uh, and I used to host a podcast back in 2016 for Yahoo Sports, back when they had some relevancy uh, on the, in the radio game. They, they took over a radio network that was originally called the Sporting News Radio Network. It became the Yahoo Sports Radio Network. And then I think SB Nation took over the name. And I don't know what happened to that since. But uh, So I was doing a podcast for them, and it was called The Dog and Surfer Roadshow. It was a very eclectic show based on travel and, and where places to go across the country uh, with your dog, brought some cool guests on. Anyways, when Twitter verified that account... Uh, that's what I stuck with. And so that's my Twitter account. And I have no issues with it. I know I, the predominant uh, majority of the content I, I, I tweet is based in basket, is based on basketball. But again, I love dogs. I love my dog. Love surfing. Love traveling. And I love the Warriors. And I love hoops. 
But if you follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow and follow the program on Twitter, uh, Locked on Dubs, um, you know, we post all this stuff there. And there was a clip of Stephen Curry after the, the Trailblazers game where you can see Raymond Ritter uh, coming to Steph to see if, we int- if he would be interested in doing a post-game interview. And he just shook him off. And he looked frustrated, didn't look happy. That's not the Steph we're accustomed to. And I think, in in my opinion, we don't know for sure what was going on there and why he was frustrated because he didn't make himself available uh, uh, to the media. But my guess is his frustration is stemming largely from this stat sheet, zero for zero when it comes to free throws. And I have to ask the NBA, what's going on here with you? Why are you letting your star product, the game's most transcendent figure, the most popular individual playing basketball today, why are you letting him get creamed? Why are you letting him get assaulted? I tweeted another post, and and I, I can't recall who originally tweeted it, but again, if you follow my Twitter account, I'm fully immersed in NBA Twitter. I, I totally see the value in it. There's so much nuance that you learn from there. Nothing beats watching the games and studying it yourself, but Dub Nation, you're teaching me a lot, and I hope I'm teaching you in return. And so one Twitter account, and I retweeted them, uh, literally found every single instance of a referee missing a call on Steph Curry. And God forbid Steph gets injured because of this. That's my biggest concern, never mind the fact that I like fairness and I want the Warriors to get calls that are deserved But don't let the game's most popular player get hurt. Don't let his statistics get affected because you're not making calls. There isn't a bias against the Warriors since 2015. And I have a theory why. I'm going to get to that that in just a second after we pay some bills. And again, I love when sponsors of this show are organizations that I totally support. And that includes Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, we all know this, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I love Truebill. They're saving me money now. Companies that are ripping me off, they can't rip me off anymore. And it's that's because of Truebill. They have over 2 million users that have helped them save over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We're also brought to you by Direct TV. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I totally messed that one up. Uh, we're also, and that's, actually, that's it for the sponsors for this break. Oh, we only had one. We got one digital one coming in just a second, and then we'll uh, rejoin the show. But yeah, go check out Truebill. Fantastic service for you. You are locked on, Warriors. 
your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, folks. And, uh, you know, I was talking a moment ago about Stephen Curry just being completely hacked there and, and NBA officials just not doing their part to regulate the game and make sure that fair calls are actually called. And my sneaking suspicion for why this is is because the NBA for nearly a decade now has had a pro-LeBron agenda. I can't wait until LeBron's out of the game. No disrespect to him as a player, one of the greatest ever, not the great, not the greatest. He does not sniff Michael Jordan. And when Stephen Curry's body of work, I'm, I'm very curious to, comp to compare these two players. But right now, again, he's one of the all-time greats. But him as an individual, between being petty, being insecure, being whiny, I, I just don't like it. The, the decision for me really turned me off because it showed me just how egotistical he is, how narcissistic he is. And he hasn't done much since then to show me otherwise. He has no loyalty to individual communities. His only loyalty is to himself and maybe his family and immediate friends, thus clutch sports. And what I learned in 2016 in game four of the NBA finals started to bring this up, Dub Nation, still haunts me to this day. But what I remember vividly is LeBron James body slamming Draymond Green to the ground, then walking over him. And then Draymond responds with a little flick that didn't touch anything. Maybe LeBron's jersey. Nothing was called excessively at the moment. It was after the game. They called that, uh, it wasn't even a technical. I think it was a flagrant. But that resulted in Draymond having to be suspended in game five. And newsflash, folks, for those of you that aren't aware, a vitally important variable in sports, and especially in basketball, is not on a stat sheet. It's not a measurable. It's called momentum. It's psychological. It exists. It's very real. And Kiki Vandeweghe, who is friends with Rick Barry, and Rick and I were both vivid. My good friend Rick Barry, I co-host a podcast with him, The Rick Barry Show. Him and Kiki are friends. He reached out to Kiki and said, what are you doing here? I kid you not. And you know what Rick's got as a response? A shrug of the shoulders. I truly believe the NBA has a pro-LeBron agenda. Why? Probably because of the relationship with Nike. Probably because LeBron does bring in a lot of numbers. He has that beehive fandom and base where people just irrationally worship him. Again, great player. Maybe in the discussion for the Mount Rushmore of all-time greats, but not the greatest. Not even close. Not even close. And my genuine concern is that the discrimination by NBA officials against Stephen Curry and to a greater extent the Golden State Warriors is because those at the top of the game, yes, Adam Silver, I think you're a great commissioner for the NBA, but you got to do something about this pro-LeBron agenda slash anti-Stephen Curry Golden State Warriors agenda. Because Steph has been getting killed out there for the last seven years, and we do not see the calls. We don't. The, the devil's advocate come, that who uh, to this argument will say, well, Steph doesn't drive enough. He doesn't draw enough att uh, attention physically for the calls to be made routinely. And maybe in some years there might be some truth to that. Not this year. 
Steph is attacking the rim regularly. And even when he's shooting threes, you see players going into his space. And as we all know, Steph is one of the greatest off-the-ball players. And as he's running around trying to get free, you see players grabbing him all the time. That's why he has claw marks and scratches everywhere all over him. So it is egregious, it is asinine that the NBA has not done a single thing still about the discrepancies when it comes to Stephen Curry and shooting free throws and getting the calls that he deserves. I'm not even sitting here asking for the Jordan treatment. And what I mean by that is Michael Jordan had almost every call by the end of his career go his way because he deserved it. He was the GOAT. He was the reason why people watched basketball after Magic and Bird left. But I'm not asking for that level of favoritism. I just want actual calls being made when Stephen Curry is being fouled. And I don't think I'm out of line asking for that. All I'm asking is for fairness. And I don't think I am asking, again, for too much. So the Warriors' are, uh, upcoming games, Saturday night, they're on national TV yet again. It is insane how many national TV games they have. Uh, they're playing Saturday uh, in Philadelphia. They're starting, I believe, a 10-day, a five-game road trip. Um, and it starts with the Sixers. Stephen Curry, I believe, needs 10 to break the record. My prediction, and again, this is just a total prediction. There's not much based on this other than my, my instincts and my experience watching the game over the years and studying it, is that I think he's going to break the record this Saturday. I think the moment is there. I love uh, big brother, little brother rivalries in sports. I don't love it when my team is facing, and in this case, I'm referring to the San Francisco 49ers, when their head coach has to play, play another team where the older brother is the opposing head coach. I don't like when my guy's the younger brother is what I'm trying to say. Uh, when it comes to sibling rivalries, the older sibling almost always wins, nine, nine times out of ten. And the same can be said to a large degree when it comes to Steph and uh, Seth Curry. And they're going to be facing each other. And I really do believe that Steph is going to either tie or break the record Saturday. He's going to go off. He's due. And um, from what I've read, I think it's reported his dad is going to be there. I don't know if his mom is going to be there. Weird side note. Talk about, you know, I'm a child of divorce. And for those of you who have experienced that or have gone through divorce yourself, you know how awkward and weird and borderline depressing that could be. So if, if, uh, if Steph's mom, Sonia, is also there... I don't know how that's going to work. I've not seen that dynamic since those two split, which is, in my opinion, really tragic. I used to consider Del Curry to be the most luckiest human being on the planet between having one of the most beautiful women on the planet, his wife, and then having three amazing kids. I mean, he just had the, he's just had the life. But then, you you know, everyone has issues behind the scenes. And sadly, those two have split. And I'm not going to speculate on whether either side's comments that, you know, the, that comes out to TMZ or wherever is reporting it is true or false. But I am curious to see how that's going to work when the, if those two are in the building together. I don't think we've seen that yet. And correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I do really think uh, Philadelphia is going to be the spot. And if it's not, uh, the Warriors will play the Pacers on Monday. Uh, and I believe Reggie Miller is rumored to be in attendance for that game, at least if Steph is on the verge of the record. If he already breaks it, I don't know if he'll be there. Um, and then if he doesn't break the record in Indiana, then Madison Square Garden will be the next target. Uh, they're going to take on the Knicks after that. But one of those three games will be it, and my call is Saturday um, in Philadelphia. So that is your Stephen Curry news, and it's time to pay some more bills. Why don't we go uh, 
What do we talk about some built bar? Ooh, that's a yummy treat. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, built bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. I'm such a cookies and cream aficionado. Give me cookies and cream all day, every day. Build Bar gives you that extra fuel. People are so passionate about their favorite Built Bar flavor. So tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings and maybe dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa this holiday season. Could you imagine that a, a treat that is actually good for you dipped in a hot cup of cocoa. It's getting cold out there folks. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays. Maybe you need to get your hands on built bar puffs. They're light, fluffy and marshmallowy through and through different flavors, all covered in chocolate tastes so good. You won't believe that they're filled with protein Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-15, and get 15% off your order. Locked On Warriors is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, and of course, you can always bet on your dubs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by True Bill. True Bill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. True Bill. Steve Kerr is in the news. For great reasons. He was named the head coach of USA Basketball. He's going to be uh, Greg Popovich's official successor to lead the program. I wasn't aware of this until today that Grant Hill took over the overall operation. That's great news. I, I, I've always found Grant Hill to be uh, uh, an intellect of the game. Just a, a overall good person, sound person, respectable, You know, smart. His commentaries are, are usually sound. He's never said anything to offend me. And um, so I think he's a good ambassador for the game. He's a good leader of the program. And, 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 that, and this selection speaks volumes to that. Steve Kerr is now the head coach of USA Basketball. Uh, part of his staff is going to include Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns, Eric Spolstra of uh, West Goldberg's Miami Heat, 
Um, and there's going to be obviously other coaches on that staff. So congrats to Steve Kerr. And on that note, this is something that was actually very interesting. Um, Steve Kerr was on one of my all-time favorite individuals, new Apple TV program, John Stewart, as a guest. And he revealed something that was stunning to me. And maybe I should have known this, maybe not. I don't know, but this was news to me. I mean, I, I know NBA players love their phones. They love social media. It's a huge reason why NBA Twitter and to a greater extent, NBA social media is so huge is because I think the fans are aware that their favorite players are checking them out when they when they write about them. And um, and you know, Kevin Durant is obviously notorious for this. We've 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 uh, read a report that Stephen Curry, he admitted some years ago, he actually looks at Twitter at halftime to to get fueled up. Although I don't know what he's looking at now because I'm guessing everyone writing about him just showing him love. But um, but Steve Kerr was on with John Stewart, and I do I want to quickly share this uh this exchange they had about um NBA players and their phones and but more specifically halftime here take a listen I do know that when I walk in at halftime of every game every guy's on his phone at halftime at halftime yeah no yes yes wait really yeah yeah. So when do they have the orange slices? You still do orange slices. Yes, right? orange slices. You yes. have orange slices. Pretzel, pretzel sticks. That's right. Yes. You gotta have a little yes. bit of orange slice, a little pretzel yeah. stick, a little bit of water. And your phone. As soon as I walk in, generally, you know, they, they put the phones down and a couple minutes. And this is I've talked to my fellow coaches. It's league wide. It's and and by the way, in twenty twenty one, if you tried to be the coach, like no phones in the locker room. On game night, you you're you're not going to stick around. Right? Yeah, you're done. You don't you don't even bother going down that path. So you you try to use humor. You know you right. Yeah, you know, walk in and hey, anybody say anything good about my coaching on Twitter first half? That's yeah, nice. you know or hey, what's uh, did your girlfriend happy with your perf? You know you know oh, and, and then they just kind of laugh yeah, and they put the phone down and you know it's just. Um, Have you tried tweeting out halftime instructions so nope. that maybe when they're on the phone? I think that's good. Don't that's you think that'd be really awesome? Good. <laughs> so uh anyways um yeah so that's uh that's steve kerr and john stewart i'm sure the full uh, interview is available uh but if you watch that that entire segment um by going to apple tv but that is fascinating to me that players are routinely looking at their phones at halftime like what are you, are you bored like is that help you focus i don't know how that would help you focus i mean if it calms you down i guess it does but uh yeah, it was kind of fascinating to me. So, so NBA players, and I hope the audio worked for there. Again, I'm trying out this new uh, screen sharing, um, which is a feature of, as part. I use this platform. It's called Restream, and, uh, and I'm new to this. So I hope it's working out for you folks. I hope you can hear it. And I hope the, the video quality is good for YouTube. But again, that was Steve Kerr on John Stewart. And if you go to Apple TV, you can catch that entire interview. Um, I also want to bring up this, this clip while we're talking about uh, uh, videos. Um, of Shaquille O'Neal, who has his own podcast, and Shaq, who is a Laker legend, won three of his four championships there, um, was talking about the Lakers and talking about who he likes to watch the most. And I was very amused by this. Why don't you take a listen? Do you want to watch some people play? Oh, here we go. Well, you know what? You're not wrong. It's been a struggle. I don't, I don't celebrate seventh place at all. He said what he said, y'all. I celebrate Spicy. Steph Curry. That's who I celebrate. Boop. All right, then. I'll go to Golden State and watch him play. <laughs> That's, that is amazing. Shaquille O'Neal, 
throwing shade at his team, the Lakers. And that's a part of the show we're getting to now is ripping that organization that has been trash team. I, I was talking about LeBron earlier and his ridiculous influence on the NBA as a whole. And then you combine LeBron with a player that I find to be the most unlikable in the NBA. Well, one of two, Russell Westbrook and then James Harden. You got Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, the Lakers. That is a stew of just pure disgustingness, if that's a word. They are finished. They lost to the Grizzlies. And it was not even close. Not even close. The Lakers are done. So the reason why I bring them up is because I went on social media last night and I suddenly thought of something. If the Lakers were smart about this, and I don't think they are, so they're not going to do this probably, but if they were smart, if Jeannie Buss actually looked at the big picture of her organization, she would think it's time to blow this up. The Lakers are never winning another championship in the immediate future. LeBron James, I said this a couple of weeks ago with Wes Goldberg and Dieter Kurtenbach, and I'll say this again. LeBron James now is Michael Jordan year one of the Wizards. Again, Michael Jordan in his two years with the Wizards, first of all, had nobody with him on that team. They were still fighting for the playoffs. Both years, they just missed it. He had nobody on that team to help him. And maybe in a future show, I'll bring up that roster just to, to prove my case. But my point is, despite the fact that he had virtually no help, Michael Jordan was still putting up great numbers. And LeBron is still putting up great numbers. But LeBron now is not LeBron five years ago or certainly not 10 years ago. And LeBron, unless he is a second or third fiddle on a team now, is not winning another championship. And there's no way that a player of LeBron's status is ever going to take second or third fiddle on any team. So he's going to retire before that happens. So if the Lakers had a shred of intelligence about this and put their emotions aside, they would blow that whole thing up. They would find a way to get rid of Westbrook and get anything they back, anything they could back for him to get rid of that contract and hopefully get an expiring deal in return. Anthony Davis, and this is a tricky one, but if they're smart, Anthony Davis turns 29 next March, I believe. Regardless, I know he's 28. I think he turns 29 next March. And while he's still in his 20s, and he, I think he saw some great years ahead of him, he made it to the NBA 75 team. But if the Lakers, again, if, they, if they're really looking at the big picture here, it's worthless to hold on to this, to this team. It's worthless. They're never going to win a title. And Anthony Davis is not getting any younger. We're not seeing the best side of Anthony Davis this year. There's been a lot of speculation about him maybe putting on too much muscle mass or what's going on. At least he's playing. At least he's not being Mr. Glass out there. But if they were smart, they would blow it up. Because Anthony Davis right now, if you trade him, has value. And I hypothetically threw out there on Twitter last night, and I wanted to get some feedback from Dub Nation. Would you trade Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, 
and a slew of other smaller contracts, like probably Kevon Looney. I don't want to give Wiggins up. I really don't. I think he's a, a fantastic fit for this team. But if you can find a way to get enough salary through low-minute players and get Anthony Davis in return, would you do it? Again, this is totally a, a fictional proposal, but there is a, a tiny shred of possibility in there just from the simple fact that, again, if the Lakers were smart, they would start soliciting trade offers. And they're not going to do that because they're not that smart. But, I mean, look at this roster right now. If you had half a brain, you would not make that trade for Westbrook. You would not let LeBron James run your organization, which is what is going on there. He's the GM. But, if they, again, if they were smart, they would realize this is over. And I got a mixed response from Dub Nation. It was about a 50-50 split. Some people actually said, yeah, I would do it. Because AD is amazing. I mean, could you imagine Anthony Davis as the starting center for this team with, without giving up anything of importance right now? Kaminga and Wiseman hasn't even played. Kaminga's barely playing. So you're not giving up anything in the present. You're giving up the future to a large degree. But if you gave up a few pieces now and suddenly you had this Warriors team with Anthony Davis as your starting center, could you imagine that? That would be incredible. Uh, but so we got a 50-50 split. Some people said that AD didn't have the mental fortitude to be a member of this team. Might have some truth to that, although he is a former champion. Um, but I just threw this out there, and it leads to other potential trades. And, and the Indiana Pacers are a team whose name has come out there a lot. Uh, Miles Turner came out recently in, in the last day or so and said that he wants to be the focus of the team offensively. The moment he said that, I, do no, I no longer wanted him. I considered him to a certain degree if the Pacers were willing to make a trade where the Warriors did not have to give up much for him. And by that, I, I mean, maybe Wiseman, maybe Moody. I mean, you'd have to make the salaries work. But I do think Miles Turner would contribute if he was willing to be a team player focused on defense and spacing the floor with his threes. If he wants the ball in his hands, hell no. Get out of here. I don't want Miles Turner. Uh, Devonte Sabonis. I hope I pronounced his first name correctly. I do want him, and I would consider a trade if it involves something like Wiseman, Looney, and Moody. I'm not giving up Kaminga for Sabonis, but I would consider something like that. Um, but if Anthony Davis is available, gimme, gimme. <laughs> Anyways, so that's my show for today. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at a uh, at Dog Surf Roadshow. You can follow this program on Twitter at. Uh, locked on dubs. Um, it is always a pleasure to be doing this. And again, we'll figure out the, the schedule um, uh, next week. I don't know yet who is hosting on Monday. Uh, it might be a, a collaborative effort with both Dieter and I. It might just be me. It might just be Dieter. I don't know. We usually play this by year each week. Um, but thanks for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. And again, we'll be back on Monday. There's a strong possibility uh, when you listen or watch this next show, Stephen Curry will be the record holder for the most three-pointers ever made, and that's very exciting. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Dub Nation, love you. I love the Warriors. Locked on, thanks for, for having me. Um, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Hope it's safe. Hope it's relaxing. Hope it's fun. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take care.